0: Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Here we are <laughs> in person.
1: We're in person again. Hey, Marianne. Yay.
0: You'll notice the sound quality is better, hopefully mm-hmm. I still get to the editing board and mm-hmm. uh, I think I've got a system going, but but it's great to see.
1: Yes, yeah, it's good to be together again.
0: Thanks. So today I'm going to jump right in mm-hmm. to a lifetime topic. This can happen from almost birth.
1: No, mm. oh, I think
0: you're too innocent when you're a baby. <laughs> but It doesn't take long for your breathing for a couple months. When offense begins Mm,
1: to how long
0: it can be carried out in a person's life. Yep. I don't even know. Does a baby get offended? (laughs)
1: That's not likely. You didn't feed me. I I I am hungry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe if that's offense, maybe that's offense. But you know what's funny? I think talking about offense, you know, like having a strong emotional reaction or an emotional reaction to something, maybe more than you would like, you know, like being offended at something that maybe doesn't require that kind of response. I think oftentimes some of the sensitivity. That happens with offense can be, you know, happen quite young. So when we're young, it's like there's this question, like, can you trust the world? So it's interesting that you're talking about babies because I think that when you're a baby, that's the question you're asking is, is this an okay world? Am I safe in this world? And if you're not safe, if it feels like this is not a safe world, then you can have more sensitivity. It's like, okay... I have to take care of myself. I have to be wary of other people. I have to be careful. And if you have to be careful, then your responses can become stronger over smaller things. Yeah. And if you don't trust, that can lead to this strong offense over small things.
0: Yes, offense. From young, from Mm. really little. One of the things that I think about with children and starting to experience offense, even from a really young age, is that it also develops into where maybe they're triggered to anger Mm. a lot, or they are triggered to people-pleasing because their needs weren't getting met or that's Mm -hmm. their perceived experience of not Mm -hmm. real neglect maybe Mm -hmm. real but their perceived experience of Mm -hmm. they're throwing a fit because they didn't get their way sure yeah so it could be a real neglect or Mm -hmm. a perceived
1: (laughs) yes a perceived kind of lack or something unfair yeah
0: and then those things can be developed both are going to create offense Mm. there's the one that is i have to please you you all
1: the time, mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Because I'm not good enough to you, right? Is the same right. as I am angry with you all the time because I'm not good enough to you, right?
1: Yes, yeah. I think so. I think that. One of the ways that we start to feel that like unfairness like there's just to say there 's lots of ways that we can have safety there 's lots of things that we can have or not have like one person may not have something and be offended or, or feel a lack, feel like it 's unfair, and another person can have that same thing and feel okay about it a lot of it is actually about the perception in the culture and things like that. So if you have somebody where it 's like all my friends get to do something and i don 't get to do that. It's like, well, is that something that's going to cause a trauma? Well, maybe in that case, because the person feels like they are not valid, like it's not fair towards that person, that they're less worthy of it, or they have a parent, you know, who's treating them in this way that is not safe. Like they have to go to school now, and then they, they don't have that special sweater or something or whatever they're supposed to have in order to be okay. So you're right, like these things aren't always like, oh, I didn't get enough food and water, so now I have a fence. It's like you can have these traumas... That are different in different places, depending on the needs and the norms of that place.
0: I had mentioned to you before we got started that I almost wanted to call the show "Drama Trauma." <laughs>
1: yes, because
0: some things are not enough, really, yes. to be called trauma. Yes, yes. So traumatizing. It's like, well, then if it's little, it's not really trauma. It's right. It's just mood shifting. Mm. <laughs> and
1: that yes.
0: That your feelings. Yes. And so sometimes I think we have grown as an over. Sensitive feelings. Mm-hmm. You touched my feelings. <laughs> trauma,
1: trauma.
0: It's not really.
1: No, you know those threats aren't real. Right. I, like they're not sufficient to be life-threatening or threatening to your safety or different things like that. And that's an interesting thing because our stress responses can become a little bit in the eye of the beholder and so you know something that is really insignificant for one person can become significant for another and so how do you cope like how do you like you know you have a 40 year old man going home and his wife does something and he's crying in the corner and you know then he'd come back to therapy or something and say like I don't know why I have such a strong response to something so minor and, like I have this strong response to something so minor and we could also talk about you know offense where somebody is just like trying to be manipulative or something like that or trying to, you know, overreact like a soccer player who's, you know, pretending to be hurt. I don't know, that's the stereotypical. I'm sure there's soccer players who are hurt on the field, but like oftentimes they're just kind of falling over and rolling around in order to get the referee to give them some attention. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so there's that for sure. But then there is this thing of like, why do I have such a strong response to something so minor?
0: Yes, I was thinking that too. Can you avoid mm. getting heated or triggered? Yes. Can you avoid the feeling? Mm. And I think if we bring it back to that place as a child where it's a perceived Mm. Mm -hmm. rejection or perceived...
1: Mm -hmm. Injustice or threat.
0: and or that you're not important.
1: Mm. Worthy, not yet.
0: That that can be something to carry. Mm. And that the reason it sets a person off and goes into that where they're quickly heated or triggered... Mm-hmm. is because it's tied to a core belief that happened really young. Mm. Yes. And it just kept on repeating itself right through the years. And I think that's actually super common mm-hmm. like this could be really simplifying it for mm-hmm. a lot of people when it mm-hmm. comes to either mm-hmm. drama trauma yeah they're just thinking what is this like yep. i don't need to get that upset over this little thing yep. why you know yep. or maybe it's attached to a building up of trauma mm-hmm. or perceived traumatic events that actually did build up the body now in a mm. trauma response.
1: Yeah, yeah. They actually have this physical response. They don't yes. want it. They just have it now. Right. And it's frustrating for them, just like it's frustrating for everybody around them, right? Yes. It's like, oh my goodness, why are you so sensitive? And the person may be thinking, I don't know why I'm so sad. I wish I wasn't. Uh-huh. I, I wish I didn't have these strong emotional responses. I mean, this is the disorder that I think of. I mean, you could talk about it as trauma, as a PTSD. PTSD often does this. But borderline personality disorder, is this personality disorder that's very, very similar to PTSD. You know, somebody who sees things very extreme, their their emotional responses are very strong, they often have this offense at things. They'll love you and then they'll hate you. Then they'll love you again. It's called splitting. And oftentimes, people with that, you know, drama, trauma, over these smaller things... They were abused when they were children. They were hurt when they were... And so you could look at somebody who has a trauma in their 20s and they went to war or something and then they'll develop PTSD. Well, borderline personality disorder is kind of the PTSD of people who were going through that war when they were under six. Like, when you have PTSD, it's like, well, I remember when I was 15 and I wasn't traumatized. And then I went to war and now I'm traumatized. Whereas people with borderline personality disorder, they don't remember that. They were always that way. So they're just like, this is my personality. This is just who I am. I don't trust people. I have difficulty with my emotional responses. I can't let go of things. Everything sticks to me. All of these little things stick to me. So there is this interesting idea that when you're walking around and you see people who are having strong reactions to small things like well it's frustrating but it could also be frustrating for them like Mm -hmm. it can be this thing where it's like they don't want to do that maybe they do maybe they're in the moment and they're just in the flow of it and they're like yes i actually want to respond so strongly to something so small because everybody's not seeing the significance of it and i do want to hurt you (laughs) like so they could just be in it but sometimes they don't sometimes they realize this isn't okay but they still have that strong response
0: yeah thinking about the therapy and the treatment for Mm. something like borderline personality disorder perhaps it's not a specific diagnosis like Mm. that but that it's a way that a person has lived and has those occurrences of offense on Mm. a regular basis or just a surprise to them that they get triggered from time to time but I feel like, and you can talk to me about this here, Mm -hmm. you'll know as a therapist that a shift in mental health Mm. treatment is to allow Mm. the feeling
1: Mm. in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and through Mm -hmm. and to
0: pass
1: right yeah
0: so a lot of times just sitting yeah with the feeling Mm -hmm. now we talk about that with sadness Mm -hmm. we talk about that with hurt and pain yeah well offense Mm -hmm. is a kind of hurt yes definitely and so to sit and allow pain feel it breathe yeah take your time Mm -hmm. try to get alone if you can yeah sit down and breathe through let the pain occur yeah and Mm -hmm. then it can pass through or you can even spend time working it out in that gentleness Mm. towards it Mm -hmm. so would you say that it's the same or similar with therapy for this kind Mm. of thing like Mm -hmm. offense definitely let the anger yeah let it sit
1: the the styles of therapy that you would use that often have a big foundation in acceptance. You would just kind of like, okay, this is happening to me right now. And to kind of almost separate yourself from that feeling of not just like, I'm angry right now, like I am the anger, I am a exposed nerve about to kill everybody around me or feeling like it. But to actually get some separation from that, and instead of saying, I am the anger, but actually separating from it and saying, you know, I'm feeling that anger right now. Like, I am not the anger, I'm feeling angry right now. And that's okay. I mean, it's not pleasant, you don't have to like it. But to realize that it's there, to realize that you are not anger, that you're feeling that right now, is a strong feeling. And there's also a part of you that can sit back and watch that and to get that separation and to accept it and not try to fight it, but allow it to pass. Acceptance is a huge one for so much of mental health. We want these things to go away. But usually when we push and strive and fight our feelings and we don't just allow them, then they get worse. Yeah. They get stronger.
0: Yeah so that first place of being able to sit with yourself
1: mm, yeah
0: and especially if it's anger and perhaps it's even during conflict where you need to separate yourself from the conflict mm. so that you're not explosive that you can actually sit hey i just need a minute to breathe yep, i'm yep. gonna go for a walk yep. so i can breathe and yep. let this feeling happen to me yeah yep. so it's walking or sitting or whatever you need to do to just first of all allow it but then of course if it's conflict related and that something was triggered either one on one or with a group a work situation or whatever dynamic is there now you also want to resolve
1: Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so
0: another part of letting it mm-hmm. occur mm-hmm. and feeling it and thinking it through is slowing down your reaction yes yes
1: <laughs> definitely
0: and then processing to uh
1: solutions definitely it's so important just to think for a moment and try to slow down like oftentimes one of the strategies that people will have in those moments is just to do nothing for like 30 seconds or a minute because One of the things that can feel that is true but doesn't feel it in the moment is that this will actually lessen. In the moment, when you're angry or when you're offended, it feels like that feeling is permanent. It's like, no, this is wrong. What you did is wrong. I am offended, and I will be offended in an hour. I will be offended tomorrow. I'll be offended the next day. And I will respond that same way. I will be this angry forever at you until I finally say this to you or do this to you. But holding a grudge, holding a grudge, and
0: wanting vengeance.
1: Mm-hmm, it feels like it's a no, this is a justice thing. This is a forever thing. But the truth is that feelings subside usually quite quickly, like even in a minute. Mm-hmm. It depends how strong the feeling is. If it's a very strong feeling, it subsides even faster. We can't maintain it for that long. So, oftentimes, kind of managing that moment and helping the person just to, okay, you're feeling this, let's just watch it and see how you're feeling it. But don't do anything. And it will improve, even in a minute, even in two minutes.
0: When a resolution is important Mm. to save a relationship or to work through a situation that needs a resolution i know that there's so many circumstances like people lose jobs people lose relationships people walk out Mm. there's so much walking out Mm. and i feel like one of my heart's desires for the conversation about offense is to help people to be okay Mm. to Mm -hmm. be offended
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then look at the process of walking through it to the other side so They don't have to Mm -hmm. walk out this quick to move on. It's very quickly something you've let go for Mm. a moment. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. But
0: if it's festering as a wound,
1: Mm. just Mm -hmm. forget about it. Right.
0: We don't see eye to eye. We have bye bye. (laughs) Yes. That's, I think, a really big response. Like in scripture where it talks about don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm.
1: Yes. It's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. hey, the
0: day's over. That means the conversation's over. (laughs) Uh, Yes. No, it's like not letting the sun go down doesn't mean no resolution.
1: That's right. You have to deal with those really strong feelings in that first bit, definitely. But then there's the other side, which is also dramatic, which is to say, I will never talk about this again. (laughs) You know, and like, this will never be spoken of again. And and that can feel like you're actually trying to not be dramatic, but it's actually quite dramatic. Like it's... It's like, I'm going to say this, and then I am done, and we will be finished with this. Whereas a more reasonable response, a more non-emotional, non-offended, non-over-the-top reaction is to say, you know what, we can talk about this. We could talk about it in a reasonable way. We could even talk about it more than once. We can figure it out. Yeah. That's actually the more reasonable, the less offended route is to say, hey, it looks like we have a disagreement. That's okay. Yeah. Let's talk it over.
0: You could- actually have a relationship with somebody even be married and have a difference of opinion mm-hmm. on a topic
1: for years <laughs> for years yes <laughs> so good Marianne yes speak it <laughs> yes it's so true I, I think what, what was this happy couples are I, I don't know what it was was it 70 percent in disagreement with each other or something like that like the primary way that couples live together is tolerating their differences mm-hmm. you don't have to have the same opinion on everything in order to be happy or okay or compatible or meant to be. All those ideas that we have in our culture, you can be in disagreement and still be in love.
0: Yes, yeah delayed resolution mm-hmm. maybe you're feeling a little bit better because you spoke a tiny bit more about mm-hmm. an opinion on something i feel like sometimes between me and my husband like sometimes i really want him to see my point
1: mm. oh,
0: i'd like him to have my point <laughs> i'd like him to think exactly the way i do yes <laughs> you know? and i find myself kind of whittling away it's like well you know what do you think of this idea now yeah you know, a week later <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, what do you think of this idea now? And I, and sometimes it can even be in the realm of conflict. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I still have this thought and the feeling and opinion. And i still think yours is wrong <laughs> and so it's something yeah that's the thing that breaks up relationships that yes. it doesn't have to mm-hmm.
1: be. Yep.
0: you can still wade mm-hmm. through it when i think of wading, i think of like walking through a shallow part of the pool mm-hmm. that it stays shallow if you're waiting and you're gentle and it takes time and it's mm-hmm. a process mm-hmm. whereas other things can be tackled you mm-hmm. can just dive right into the deep yep. end yep. there's a way of certain conversations are Perhaps not always, but mm-hmm. so maybe they are going to spend most of their life. Mm-hmm. How they're going to be dealt with is gently and waiting and through the shallow end and not really yeah. diving into resolve fully. Yes,
1: Yes. So many things don't need that full agreement type resolution. Mm-hmm. And some of the deepest kinds of love that you can express and experience are actually when you disagree people who get offended people who don't feel safe in relationships will often feel like if we don't agree that's not safe and they have to end the relationship and they're looking for somebody who will agree with them on everything when in reality to be with somebody to disagree and have them still care for you still love you still have positive feelings towards you is a very deep kind of mature love and be like wow it's actually safe to disagree it's actually safe for me to be real it's safe for me to talk about who i am and this other person will still be there and still care for me yes it's Mm -hmm. beautiful
0: i want to read a quote thinking about being able to respond to offense that isn't just i'm out of here you're just a jerk Mm -hmm. how to respond to critique I heard this wonderful quote from a pastor that was in another podcast I listened to. His name is Albert Tate. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a book, and he speaks about offense in this book. It's called How We Love Matters, A Call to Practice Relentless Racial Reconciliation. Mm. He said, we don't know how to be sore and recover, We don't know how to be sore and keep going. We get sore and we get out. We are done. When someone shares an opinion that you don't agree with, or if someone offends you with their opinion, the worst thing that can happen to you is not that you be offended. The worst thing is that you cannot love well those who offend you. And he said, We need to learn to be sore, as Albert Tate Mm. said that.
1: That's wonderful. Yes. Makes me think of that saying, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know what I mean? And it's like, you need to be up against people who are different from you. It's not just iron that sharpens iron. When iron sharpens iron, you need something that's different. You need like something that has some ridges in it and is created differently from you in order for it to actually sharpen, to actually take off material. So what it's saying when it says iron sharpens iron is you actually have to be around people who are different from you in order for you to be sharpened in order for you to actually become a more useful piece of steel. So if you become more healthy, for you to become more relationally mature, it's important for you to be sore. It's important for you to be rubbing up against things that are potentially offensive.
0: I often think about that. I want this sharp edge off, it cut is. off. <laughs> it's often not a cut. It's yeah. often this gradual. Yeah. You know, this is how God is with me—just really mm-hmm. gentle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I've heard you even say before, "Oh, cute." you want to get better. Like,
1: yeah. you know,
0: this is going to take some time.
1: <laughs> it's going it takes some time. Yeah. Yes, it will. Some work yeah. and some time. Yeah. And
0: some grace. with some of those conflicts and then being able to experience being sore Mm. letting yourself feel that yeah but then going through the process of entering into deliberate forgiveness is also part of that because Mm -hmm. you don't want to carry and remain in offense Mm -hmm. and that's something we can all grow
1: in Mm -hmm. yeah yeah making room making room for other people to be different in order for other people to even be wrong and still loving them through that process because we're all wrong sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The worst thing that can happen to you is not that you be offended. The worst thing is that you cannot love well those who offended you. Mm. So yeah, I think this has been a great mm. conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're helping people through mm-hmm. being able to work out when they
1: get offended. Mm-hmm, amen.
0: Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at DrCyrusDirksen.com. You are very welcome to come and join Maplecrest Church Services 10 a.m. Sunday mornings at the Park Theatre, 698 Osborne Street in Winnipeg. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.